Jesus, we exalt you. And we add our voices to the voices of heaven and say, worthy is the lamb. Magnificent is the lamb. All strength and honor and power and majesty belong to you, Jesus. We exalt you. And we welcome you. We welcome your kingdom in our midst. We welcome you into our hearts, into our bodies, into our minds, into our relationships, into every realm of us. We welcome you to come and to release your loving lordship in us and between us and upon us. We welcome you, Jesus. We exalt you and we invite you to be free. That whatever is on your heart tonight, be free, Son of God, be free. By the power of your Holy Spirit, fill our mouths, fill our ears, fill our hearts with whatever power we need so that your heart's desires are fulfilled tonight. And whatever is on your heart will be shared and will be received. You are nothing but pure love. There is not one iota of you that is less than perfect love. And so we welcome your perfect love in our midst and in our lives. We welcome your lordship tonight. And we make a promise that for every weight of your presence, every movement of you, we will give you alone all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. And as always, we pray in but one name and one name alone. In your name, Jesus. Amen and amen. God is love. He always has been and always will be. And from before the foundations of the earth, this infinite God desired to reveal his heart to us, his mission, his purpose to us. So perfect love created mankind so that he could pour his love upon you. And yet he knew that we would never be able to comprehend it. And so he expressed himself with many different names, but always one God. In the Old Testament, he might be Jehovah Shema of I'm the presence with you. I'm Jehovah Rapha. I'm the one who will heal you. I am Jehovah Roy. I'm the one who sees you. I'm your father. I'm the ancient of days. Just like when Jesus came, he understood that we would never comprehend the fullness of the ministry of Jesus. And so he gave him a lot of names. He's the Savior. He's the Messiah. He's the Deliverer. He's the Good Shepherd. He's the soon-coming King. And the names were to help us open up our minds and open up our hearts so that we could understand him. And he continually gave names right all the way through the book of Revelation to try to express to us, this is who I want to be to you. I want to be your savior, your deliverer, your healer. And just as throughout scripture, the father has numerous names and Jesus has numerous names, so does the spirit. 
because they are all God. They are all one in a mystery upon mysteries that is beyond our comprehension. And this one true God is all good, never harmed, never tempts, never sends things to torment. He is all good because that's what he says. He says, every good and perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights. And when Jesus walked this earth, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So Jesus was good. Not good in the way that we use the word, but the Hebrew word for good, tov, is the highest realm of good that no shadow could be found. They were totally, perfectly good. Never any mixed motives. Good, good. And Jesus was like the Father when he healed and when he taught. And he was like the Father when he suffered. You see, the Father suffered when he had to send his Son to earth. He was separated from him in a way that we cannot comprehend. And Jesus suffered when he left the Father and when he chose to become sin and go to the cross and the Holy Spirit suffered when he had to be separated from the Father and the Son and he came inside of us to be in the midst of all of our sin. But they count it all as joy, as the writer of Hebrews says, because they want to love you. God wants to love you in any and every way you will allow him to. But he understands us. As the writer of Hebrews says, Jesus is this high priest who came in human form, so he understands our humanity. He understands real life. He understands stress and anxiety and family stress and financial stress and sickness and empty dreams. He understands everything that we go through. And so with great compassion, he gave us a gift, he and the Father. A great, great gift. They were in the upper room. And it was before Jesus went to the cross. In John chapter 13, he had washed their feet. He had been explaining things of the kingdom to them. He had encouraged them, abide in me. And then in John chapter 16, Jesus says something that must have been incomprehensible to the disciples. He said, it's better for you if I go away. Now, to the disciples, that had to be baffling. Because it's like, what could be better than spending 24-7 with Jesus right there beside you? They watched him. They taught They just were with him all the time. What could be better? And Jesus said, no, it's better for you if I go away. And he meant when he resurrected. He said, and I will send the Holy Spirit to you. 
And the Spirit will do what I could not do. The Spirit will come inside of you. He will be your helper. He will be your counselor. He will be your strength. He said he will be your spirit of life, your spirit of truth. He will reveal me to you. And he will do what I could not do when I was on the earth. He will get inside of you. And he will release a power if you let him. A power to love, a power to believe, a power to understand the word, a power to forgive. He will give you the power to live with my heart. And he will give you the power to overcome all the pain and the hurt and the darkness of this world because it's great. And it's going to take a lot of power to overcome all those fears and depressions and anxieties and griefs and concerns and worries and responsibilities. He said, you're going to need a power that will lift you out of your own ability. I know that some of you love to do Bible study. So I'm not going to read them, but I'm going to give you a lot of scriptures, okay? And then we're going to go back into talking. Listen to the beauty of this. This one's in Titus 3, 4, and 7, and then I'll list the others. When the goodness and the loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness. But he saved us by his own mercy. By the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Whom he poured out on us through Jesus Christ our Savior. 1 John 4.13 says, We know you abide in Jesus when you abide in his spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 13. It says, eye has not heard, seen and ear has not heard, and it's not even entered the mind of man what God will do for those who love him. But the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. For just as the spirit of a man knows the things of a man, the spirit of God knows the things of God. And the image that that verse is saying is that the Holy Spirit in you searches you out in your deep places to see what you need. And then searches out the deep things that Jesus has purchased for you and wants to bring it in to meet that need. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 says, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Jesus was constantly saying, I don't do anything by myself. I only say what I hear the Father say. I only do what I hear the Father do. It's in John chapters 8, chapters 10, chapters 12, chapter 14. And Acts 10, 38 says, And Jesus being anointed full of the Holy Spirit, healed all who were oppressed 
in their body and in their mind. Romans 8 is a beautiful understanding of the Holy Spirit. That it's the Holy Spirit that helps us understand we're children of God. And it's the Holy Spirit that when we don't know how to pray, he prays with groanings for us. And it's the Holy Spirit who gives us the ability to be conquerors. And it's the Holy Spirit that holds us so that we're never separated from Jesus Christ. Galatians 5, 16 through 24 calls us to walk in the Spirit. Just he wants to walk beside you. Ephesians 3, 14 through 21, Paul is praying and he says, I'm praying for the family of heaven and the families of this earth. And this is my prayer, that the power of the Holy Spirit will strengthen you inside so that you have the power to believe and understand the heights, the depths, the widths, the breadth of God's love for you, that we can't even understand his love for us without the power of the Holy Spirit. And in the book of Revelation, when he's talking to the seven churches, he says, listen to what the Spirit says. Recently, um, I was praying about tonight, and this is going to sound very strange to you, to some of you, but to others of you, you'll go, that's just Susan. But <laughs> we've known each other a long time. Oh, there's Susan. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll give you the picture. It's, it's actually kind of humorous, really. I had met someone, and I had time in between appointments. And so I was parked, and I had my Bible out on my seat. And I'm ready to just, you know, be serious and pray and worship and do Bible study, which I love to do. And, uh, and, I, and I hear him the best I know, say, go to Hobby Lobby. And I'm like, Hobby Lobby. So I have learned over these years, you don't think, you just do it. So I walk in Hobby Lobby, and, and I walk in, and I'm like, Holy Spirit, I wonder why we're here. Does somebody need prayer? Um, something you want to teach me, show me? You want me to just pray as I walk up and down the aisles for people? And I... Um, come to this um, display, and it's all beautiful, elegant things. And in the midst, sitting there, just one of them by itself, is this, this old, rusty, miniature pump, like on a water pump. Do you see? Can everybody see it? And I sense buy it, and I'm standing in the store looking at it, Going, I know I'm supposed to buy this, but I don't get it. But I buy it because that's what you do. Because his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And he's perfect love. And if he says buy it, there's something about love that I haven't perceived yet. So I get out in the car. And suddenly I see it by the power of the Holy Spirit. And here it is. This is me. And I had a, a picture of where this was just lying in the dirt. 
And the Father was this endless, endless water power plant with endless supply, endless, endless life and water coming out of God the Father. And that Jesus was all the pipes that brought it right to my house. But I'm this little rusty piece like a hand pump line in the dirt. And I wasn't connected. And that the Holy Spirit connected to the faucet right up to where everything Jesus purchased for me was there. And the Holy Spirit connected to me. And all I had to do was receive it. And that the Holy Spirit would pump that water and he knew when and how much and with what power and in every situation. All I have to do is be still and let him hook up to me, acknowledge it, and say, flow any way you want, Holy Spirit. And then I thought, that's grace. That's grace. The power plant. The Father being the source. Jesus doing everything to get the fullness that the Father has for me to me and the Holy Spirit helping me get it and receive it. That's grace because all I do is receive. And as he fills me up, it pours out. As he fills me up, it pours out. And only he can do it. And I thought, what a beautiful, grace-giving God you are. And as I continued to pray, I thought, anyone who knows me knows that I like to talk out loud when I'm by myself. And uh, when I was looking for a house, my request was, can I have a backyard, Jesus, where I can talk out loud to you and nobody see me or hear me? That's just the way I, I am. So I'm driving and processing and listening. And, and it was like the Holy Spirit said, the people on Monday night, would you please tell them I'm a 24-7 Holy Spirit? Now, you probably do this, too. My, my phone rings, and I'm like, put the words in my mouth, Holy Spirit. Hello? Because you see, the Holy Spirit is there to give us the power for every moment. Holy Spirit, how do you want me to think about that? Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say? Jesus said the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus. Which means Jesus is so high and holy, I can understand him in part. But if I want to understand the fullness of this word that flowed from the Spirit of God, I need the Spirit of God 
and I need to let him grow in me in ever-increasing measure. There's not a moment that he's not there saying, may I help you? It doesn't matter what decisions you're facing. It doesn't matter what dreams have been lost, what dreams you're believing for. It doesn't matter what you're praying for. It doesn't matter anything at all. 24-7, he is there saying, may I please help you? Jesus purchased what you need for this moment. May I please show it to you? Jesus paid the price, the chastisement for your peace was upon him. He's the one that can bring peace in any moment, regardless of what's going on. He is the one that takes the fullness of, of the salvation that Jesus, the only Lord and Savior, purchased for you, for your body, soul, spirit, and every realm of your life to make you a new creation, to be your wisdom, to be your health, to be your good thoughts, to be your strong emotions, to every moment of every situation has been purchased, and there's never a moment when any burden is on you. But most of us don't know that you know what I mean? And so sometimes we just go back and we carry the burden. And that's okay. That's normal. But what Jesus wants you to know tonight is he really came to be more present with you in every moment. You see, you have something the disciples did not have until Pentecost. They had Jesus walking beside them. They could watch him. They could learn from him. They could talk to him. But they still struggle. Well, which one's the greater? And what about this? And what about that? And Because, you see, they didn't have a power inside. So they didn't understand, even though he told them many times, I'm going to the cross, I'm going to die, three days I'm going to come up. Scripture says they still didn't get it. Because it was so high and it was so beyond what they could think or imagine. But when the Holy Spirit came inside of them, it was the power of Christ in them to reveal Christ to them. So you have this strength inside of you that most of us don't know or we don't know to activate it. And there's no special words that have to be said. It can be as simple as, Holy Spirit, give me the power to love. Holy Spirit, give me the power to be peaceful. Holy Spirit, will you give me the power to forgive? Holy Spirit, I don't know what kind of decision to make. Will you give me wisdom? Holy Spirit, I'm lonely. Will you comfort me? It's one of his names, you know. Holy Spirit, in this situation, I don't know what's truth. Jesus called you the spirit of truth. Show me. And he always wants to. But he's like Jesus and like the Father. 
And so when Jesus was in Nazareth, he was there in fullness, and Jesus was ready to do miracles <laughs> and to heal and encourage the people, but he, they didn't want him. And so the Holy Spirit is in you as a gift from Jesus. Jesus said, you're going to need this to understand me, to walk with me, to understand my word, to rise above the things of this world. Your effort will never get you there. You need my power just as I needed the Holy Spirit in me when I walked this earth. You need it, and he's there 24-7 to help you in every moment. Even when you're reading scripture, Holy Spirit, I don't understand this. You wrote it. And it's not a legalistic thing of, oh, I forgot to ask the Holy Spirit to help me. It's, it's not that. And it's not condemnation of like, oh, I struggle with this and I struggle with that. No, 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 no. It's love's invitation saying, may, may I help you? And may I lift you to a higher place in Jesus than you've ever been. And may I lift you to a higher place of healing from things of the past. So they, they're like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they were thrown in the furnace and they came out without even the smell of smoke on them. Can I heal your past so much it doesn't affect you anymore? And can I make a way for your future? And, and can I help you know how to pray for children or grandchildren? And can I show you things you don't know? Even if you have walked with the Lord and you're in a wonderful, victorious place with the Lord right now, maybe you're in the best season of your life, and he's saying, can I take you higher? I know that for most of you, this message probably seems like so super simple. But, dear ones, we're not of this world. And that's not just a tag phrase from Scripture. You see, the Holy Spirit's inside of us so that in our personalities, we can not be like the world. We can walk in a different realm of love and peace and forgiveness. And Holy Spirit, help me so our minds can be peaceful. He's here to help us because he loves us. He's here to take everything that Jesus purchased on the cross, the fullness of salvation, bring it and help us understand it and receive it. You see, there's not a balancing act of, oh, I should pray to the Father. Or maybe I shouldn't say, Holy Spirit, help me. Maybe I should pray to Jesus. Sweetheart, it doesn't matter. They're one God. And it's God expressing himself in three ways, trying to find any way to get into your heart, to convince you that he loves you so much, he just wants to help you in such a way that you don't live like the others of the world. And he said, oh, it's grace. It's okay, it's grace. Come back. Ask me for the power. You see, sometimes... In the church, regardless of what denomination, we've tagged power of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we've got preconceived ideas of what that means. 
But in scripture, it's also the power of life. He's the power of truth, and he's the power of wisdom. He's the power that helps us understand and receive love. He's the power that helps us forgive. He's the power behind wisdom. He's the power between believing for a dream to be fulfilled when you haven't seen it. He is the power for all things that are upon the Father's heart for you and that Jesus purchased by the blood. And there's nothing you have to settle for. Just like if you were in the days of Jesus, if you have a need and you would have gone to Jesus and said, pray for this, pray for this, the Holy Spirit is there to connect you with the fullness of Jesus. But he is that proverbial gentleman. We had a picture on Facebook, I think it was last week, where it kind of says that, that the Holy Spirit is the gentleman. And you see these feet ankle deep in the water. And the, the gist of the pick is that the Holy Spirit just waits. And when you want to go deeper, he'll go deeper with you. But he just loves you and he goes at your pace. But every time you'll help me with this Holy Spirit. Give me the power to love, the power to receive love. He's right there. He's right there to bring everything Jesus won at the resurrection into your life. And walking in that 24-7 dependence upon him, it slowly changes our personalities. There's, if there's anything in your personality you're not real fond of, you don't have to keep it. You can't change it. The Holy Spirit can. Because he's bringing you the fullness of salvation to be a new creation. So perhaps it's simply put this way. The one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you're all to them. You're all they think about all they have planned about since the beginning of time, the full plan of salvation, they were all about you. And they're still all about you, revealing deeper and deeper the word and Christ to you and revealing the power of the Holy Spirit deeper in you so the personality and the power of Christ can begin to heal you and flow through you. They are all about you. And when Jesus prayed in John 17, Oh, Father, may they be one with us and with one another so that the world will know me. He was saying, Father, we're all about them. If they could just be all about us, we could transform them. And they would be so healthy in every realm and so loving and so overflowing with love. The world just would desire that Christ. Father, may they be one so that the whole world will know me. So, Father, we love you and we adore you. We readily confess we cannot begin to comprehend 
majestic God that is infinite love that planned all that is all just so you could pour your love upon us. And you sent your son to remove our sin and all the obstacles in us from receiving that love and from loving others. And that you sent your spirit to give us the power to receive all of this great, great salvation. And we just want to say thank you. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would give all of us in this room the power tonight to receive all the love that Jesus has for us and all the power that Jesus has that we will arise. Arise. And love and joy and health and wisdom and peace and still dreaming and confidence and freedom and all the realms of the promises of God manifest. And we ask that not only, Holy Spirit, would you give us the power in us as individuals, but we lay the church at your feet here in Indianapolis and the church worldwide. Give us all the power to receive and comprehend your love and to walk in your love in such power that our oneness brings healing to those in darkness and your grace becomes irresistible to them and to us. Jesus, I ask, even after we leave here tonight, that your message would resonate in all our hearts and we would find ourselves going, Holy Spirit, give me the power to love. Give me the power to be peaceful. We would be calling on the Spirit more because the more we let the Spirit bring these things to us, the more we are tapping into the fullness of the salvation you purchased. And that brings you infinite joy. Thank you for loving us, seeking us, and giving us the power we need to even believe and receive that love and release it. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. I'm going to invite you. We're going to have one more song before we close. <laughs>